0: Jenny May Butler, the little girl who lived across the road from me, went missing when I was a child. The guardie launched an investigation which led to their lengthy public search for her. For months, every night, the story was on the news. Every day it was on the front pages of the papers. Everywhere it was discussed in every conversation. The entire country pitched in to help. It was the biggest search for a missing person, I at ten years of age, had ever seen, and it seemed to affect everyone. Jenny May Butler was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed beauty who smiled and beamed from the TV screen into the living room of every home around the country, causing eyes to fill with tears and parents to hug their children that extra bit tighter before they sent them off to bed. She was in everyone's dreams and everyone's prayers. She too was ten years old and in my class at school. I used to stare at the pretty photograph of her on the news every day and listen to the reporter speak about her as though she were an angel. From the way they described her, you never would have known that she threw stones at Fiona Brady during yard time when the teacher wasn't looking, or that she called me a frizzy-haired cow in front of Stephen Spencer just so he would fancy her instead of me. No. For those few months, she had become the perfect being and I didn't think it fair to ruin that. After a while, even I forgot all the bad things she'd done because she wasn't just Jenny May anymore. She was Jenny May Butler, the sweet missing girl from the nice family who cried on the nine o'clock news every night. She was never found. Not her body, not a trace of her. It was as though she had disappeared into thin air. No suspicious characters had been seen lurking around. No CCTV was available to show her last movements. There were no witnesses, no suspects. The guardie had questioned everyone possible. The street became suspicious, its inhabitants calling friendly hellos to one another on the way to their cars in the early morning, but all the time wondering, second-guessing and visualising surprisingly distorted thoughts they couldn't help about their neighbours. Washing cars, painting picket fences, weeding the flower beds, and mowing lawns on Saturday mornings, while surreptitiously looking round the neighbourhood, what shameful thoughts. People were shocked at themselves, angry that this incident had perverted their minds. Pointed fingers behind closed doors couldn't give the guardie any leads. They had absolutely nothing to go on but a pretty picture. I always wondered where Jenny May went. Where she had disappeared to. How on earth anyone could just vanish into thin air without a trace. Without someone knowing something. At night, I would look out my bedroom window and stare at her house. The porch light was always on, acting as a beacon to guide Jenny May home. Mrs. Butler couldn't sleep anymore, and I could see her perpetually perched on the edge of her couch, as though she was on her marks, waiting for the pistol to be fired. She would sit in her living room, looking out the window, waiting for someone to call her with news. Sometimes I would wave at her, and she'd wave back sadly. Most of the time, she couldn't see past her tears. Like Mrs. Butler, I wasn't happy with not having any answers. I liked Jenny May Butler a lot more when she was gone than when she was here, and that also interested me. I missed her, the idea of her, and wondered if she was somewhere nearby, throwing stones at someone else and laughing loudly. But that we just couldn't find her or hear her. I took to searching thoroughly for everything I mislaid after that when my favourite pair of socks went missing. I turned the house upside down while my worried parents looked on, not knowing what to do, but eventually settling on helping me. It disturbed me that frequently my missing possessions were nowhere to be found, and on the odd time that I did find them, it disturbed me that, in the case of the socks, I could only ever find one. Then I'd picture Jenny May Butler somewhere, throwing stones "'laughing and wearing my favourite socks. "'I never wanted anything new. "'From the age of ten, "'I was convinced that you couldn't replace what was lost. "'I insisted on things having to be found. "'I think I wondered about all those odd pairs of socks "'as much as Mrs Butler worried about her daughter. "'I too stayed awake at night, "'running through all the unanswerable questions. "'Each time my lids grew heavy,' and neared closing, another question would be flung from the depths of my mind, forcing my lids to open again. Much needed sleep was kept at bay, and each morning, I was more tired, yet none the wiser. Perhaps this is why it happened to me. Perhaps because I had spent so many years turning my own life upside down and looking for something. I had forgotten to look for myself. Somewhere along the line, I had forgotten to figure out who and where I was. Twenty-four years after Jenny Mae Butler disappeared, I went missing too. This is my story.